This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. We are back here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. I say we are back because uh, it's been a, a little bit. I mean, I guess I filled in somewhat recently on the block. But uh, back to the old stomping grounds for me on the block with Strick here uh, as Nathan is out. He's actually going to be out the next couple of days. And so we're going to do something kind of fun. We're going to have myself today. We're going to have, I believe, uh, Nick tomorrow and then Rico on Monday jump in and uh, talk with Strick. Of course, Oscar Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. And uh, today's a very good day for me to jump in uh, because I know <coughs> you, Strick, you've made your announcement on Twitter, but now you have the platform on the radio to make uh, some <coughs> some professional news announcement. Man, listen, it, 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 it's a, it's an extreme honor. I, I, I just, I knew when I came back that, um, you know, I wanted to engage and be around and uh, be around the program, um, you know, us when we started the block back in, in January, you know, not knowing that I would actually be back in oh, Lincoln. Yeah. Now fall is here. It's really it's really starting to kick <laughs> in. I see the nice little jacket oh, yeah. you got on for the day. But, um, you know, to get the call um, to speak with Trev and, and the, the uh, organization there to be doing Big Ten Plus games, um, to be able to work with Jessica uh, as well. Who did it last year for the? Uh, uh, she does the play-by-play, and I'll do the yeah. the color analyst stuff. And so it, it's going to be really cool, man. I, um, I've done I've done in studio uh, post games uh, with Fox Sports and kind of been around it, but um, to be able to be in the in the stadium and and to be working uh, TV is a tremendous honor. Um, it's a great opportunity. I'm excited. Uh, I don't know if I'm the best TV guy, and, and <laughs> well, take a little bit of work. It'll, it'll take some work to kind of get a hold to it. But I went over to practice today, and uh, you know, me and Jessica got a chance to meet and kind of go over some of the things and watch uh, what Fred and, and the crew is putting together over there. Listen, I, I I don't know what the outcomes are going to be, but I do know that they're working their tails off. Um, they've switched up some things, uh, which I'm sure at some point, if you want to dig into that in this first segment, we'll do that as well. Talk about some of the stuff I had the opportunity to see there with the uh, with the team and, and some of their progression, um, some of the things that Fred shared with me um, about you know the, the the scrimmage that they had, which was a success as far as the coaching staff is concerned. And uh, yeah, man, Big Ten Plus um, first game I think is what the twenty third is uh, is is one of the ones that I'll be on is the twenty third, and I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, that that is awesome news. I can't wait to uh, to watch it there and uh, kind of see you. You know, give TV a shot. Yeah. I mean, you've done a little bit of acting, so you know to look into the camera <laughs> at least. So. It's, it's crazy how it all correlates. It kind of comes together at yeah. some point. <laughs> <You know what laughs> so everything kind of helps out with uh, your next adventure here. Um, or, or, or obviously, like you said, you were kind of around the program today. Is it going to give you any additional access, or do you pretty much get that as the the ex play around? And see, that is the that is really the the benefit of of me working in this position is um access to the players at a at a different level um you know knowing that now also be on, on tv that with the media and, and working with Seamus will be a little bit uh different um getting a chance to really have great conversations with fred and sit down in his office and to really pick his brain uh to to get better at that um it's very possible i don't know yet but it may be that we may be we may do that tournament as well. That's down in um, that they're going to in Orlando, where they'll play. Um, I think what uh, o- Oklahoma. I think mm-hmm. they'll open up with there in that tournament, and it'll be on my birthday, which will which will be pretty sweet. I'm not going to age myself. You know, I'm only 35, but you know, <laughs> you know, we'll see. You just uh, <laughs> you just, uh, just got out of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fresh out. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I'm hoping we get a chance to do that game, uh, those games down there as well. Um, in that little tournament, that'll be fun to go back to Orlando and uh, where I just left from and, and, and be able to do something <laughs> of that nature. But yeah, Fred, um, Fred has the guys, you know, defensively doing some different things. Uh, uh, it was fun to see the style of defense is, is very comparable to ours when we were here. Hmm. Um, the coaching staff is is done a good job in their implementation of the the new system. They're going to be doing a lot of um, um, weak side, uh, no middle, no middle drives, limiting uh, teams and offense from getting into the middle of the paint, opening up space, creating shooting opportunities. Some of the other stuff that uh, we talked about and and we we got to observe is is they're being a little bit more physical. Uh, better in their wall-ups, um, not letting guys just have car blanche, uh, direct lines to, um, to, to the paint or to the basket, putting bodies on guys, which, you know, we talked about a lot, uh, oh, some yeah. of the frustration I had with, the, with, with them and that. But they're doing a lot better in doing, doing those things. They're, they're actually probably one of the longest teams in the Big 8, I mean the Big 12, Big, Big 10. ten. I <laughs> went through the whole going, cycle yeah. right there, right? Just I went through the whole cycle. Started with the Big Six. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Big Ten. They're 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 probably one of the longest teams. I, mean, I, I would say if if they're able to maintain their dif- defensive prowess, um, I like the versatility that they have. Um, they have units that they could put together if they just literally want to lock you down, Bach. Like if they like, just say in the past where a team made a run that they literally can put out a unit now that is like, we're stopping runs, we're going to lock you down, we're probably going to get into the open court, it's not going to be pretty as far as, you know, shooting of the threes and stuff, we're going to be an attacking style uh, for a period of time. Uh, They want to go big, they can. Uh, You can run Walker, uh, who's capable of guarding multiple positions, um, uh, Goggles, uh, Wilhelm, and then Blaze. So they have that versatility. And um, it looks like Grissel is doing a good job. Um, during the scrimmage, they uh, had uh, at the half 11 assists to one turnover. 
and the turnover was late. So literally, wow. they're taking better care of the ball. Uh, they're more cognizant of that. So those are some things that are on the up and up. Also, the balance. Um, we talked about, obviously, you're losing perennial scores. You yeah. lost Verge and you lost uh, Bryce. Uh, their scoring abilities. Uh, but in that, they've created balance now. So you've got a, a, got a, a, a treasure trove of guys that are, are very capable but on a given night, one night it may be Wiltshire, one night it may be Casey, um, one night it may be Wilhelm, one night it may be, you know, Denim, one night, you know, yeah. they have that kind of balance now that on, on a given night, there may be some consistencies in an area, like for example, probably C.J. Wiltshire would be probably a more consistent guy who will probably be in that anywhere 13 to 16 range. Sweet stroke, yeah. You and he's I mean? gotten bigger, right? It, well, bigger, stronger, but lost weight. Okay, yeah. So he's looking really trim, really athletic. So he might have lost weight all the time. He lost he lost some weight, so he's he's looking really good. He's toned. They're getting out and they're pushing with purpose. Uh not just pushing and, and you know, they, they what I talked about, a lot of push probe type situations where they're they're looking to find something, but if they don't have something they're they're willing to uh uh, work that ball a little bit. So those are those are some of the things that I, I got a chance to see. I'll, I'll go next week as well and see another practice or two and uh, get ready for that uh, Saturday. I think it's Saturday. Yeah, it's Saturday mm-hmm. game. Yeah, so that's a that's very exciting stuff. Very exciting news on your part. I can't wait for Husker basketball. Um, you know, Husker football obviously mid season now. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that means you're getting pretty close to Husker basketball. And it's weird because this team, um, it doesn't have the returning starters. Or, you know, just kind of all-conference players to really – or even, you know, five stars coming in like we had last year uh, to probably get the hype up to what it's been in the last couple of seasons. But I think with these moves that they've made – and sometimes you can say, you know, the the head coach is what, what's going to matter in, in college sports. And, and over the long term it will because, you know, especially uh, your, your assistant coaches are going to be looking to move up the ladder. But um, – you know, between Ernie Ziegler and and Adam Howard, especially that defensive tone that he that he wants to set, it almost feels like it's going to be a completely different looking team. You know, yeah. these first few years under Hoiberg has been, um, you know, basically get a shot up in seven seconds or whatever, try to get as many uh, possessions as you can, um, and it's you know that just hasn't worked out in the Big Ten. I don't know whether that's um, the, the guys that they've had, you know, the scheme altogether, whatever whatever it's been. Um, do you expect to see a lot, you know, maybe more finding a good shot rather than finding your first okay shot? That's what you can see with the the team and the assist numbers at, yeah. at the level that it is. They're they're looking and hunting for the best shot, not just who can get the shot. I, I think a lot of the bad shots came out of frustration in last year because that ball get would get stagnant for periods of time where one guy would literally be holding it, pounding it. You know, I, I don't think that's that's what they're doing as from what I saw. There's a lot of ball movement. There's a lot of uh, willing to make that. Remember, we talked about that next pass. Yeah. It's not necessarily the open. Yeah, you're open, but there's a guy flying at you. There's one more there. You could see that they were making they were willing to make that extra. And then even if that extra is open, they're even willing to take an extra drive outside of that to find even a better one. So I'm hoping that that carries over. Uh, I love the coaching staff, the way that they're addressing the players. They're doing so with uh, with intensity. They're doing so with accountability. 
and they're putting the accountability on them. It's not coming from a coaching standpoint of I'm harping on you or I'm coming down on you. It's coming from a standpoint of you hold yourself accountable and each of us. So they're, they're, they're placing accountability on the players as well to, to be accountable and not settle, not, 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 not lack of attention to detail, but actually where you're supposed to be, be. Where, how you're supposed to guard, do that. Don't, don't do anything less. Don't take any shortcuts. But, but actually uh, handle yourself with integrity on the way that you, you deal with yourself on the court. And those are good things to see. Uh, if, if someone were to ask you, you know, especially now that you're doing the TV games, maybe somebody nationally come up and ask you, is Fred Hoiberg on the hot seat? Would you say that that would be a fair statement? Or do you think that, that, that he's probably still, you know, maybe can have a, a down year somewhat this year and, and still be here next season? Um, I, I would I would venture to say that coming into this season, everybody <laughs> yeah. was on notice <laughs> in some form or fashion. I, I Obviously, softball's solid. Baseball, not going to have a problem. Um, volleyball, definitely set. Yeah. Uh, football was on the hot seat, uh, and I think basketball. I think those two are hot seat issues. Um, I, I, I'm sure Trev had deep discussions about what the expectations are. I think – Early on in the season, they're going to want to see something. I, I don't. I don't know if it'll be an in season type of correction. Um, I yeah. don't know who would take over in season. You don't see that as much in basketball. Yeah, do you? I think it would finish out. Um, he would have a chance to right any ship that starts off bad. So those are some things that I think he'd have an opportunity to do. But he's definitely got to be something, someone that's on it on the seat. Uh, unfortunately, I love Fred. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a tremendous coach. Uh, I think they're doing a wonderful job. I just think that time now has come to a to a, a you know yeah it's come to a crossroad and some things have to happen. Yeah, and if you remember too, uh, last year I think toward the end, right? Before, I mean, conference play wasn't even over when they restructured Hoiberg's contract for the upcoming season. Did kind of the frost thing, um, limited, lowered his uh, uh, salary from three point five million to three point two five for the upcoming year, forfeit a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. But most importantly, uh, his buyout now will move from eighteen and a half million to eleven million. Um, as we saw with Frost. It's it is just a similar situation, and 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 maybe like you said, probably won't play out similar that you'll fire him, you know, a quarter of the way into the season, unless it's just like an zero and ten. Yeah, disastrous. You know, some just totally disastrous. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, it's just the record starting to pile up on you. Under Hoiberg, Nebraska is nine and fifty in conference play. That's fifteen percent win percentage. Um, it's going to need to go up, but it, I I think unlike. Uh, maybe Frost, where this there was this idea that you know they had to win seven or eight games. I don't know if they have to do quite that turnaround. Do you think? Yeah, uh, because I, I, you know, just because of where the expectations are for this program, it's 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 not ever going to be Nebraska football. At least it would take quite a bit to do so. Um, I don't even know if they have to go five hundred in in league play. They just they no. have to be competitive. Yeah. You know, somewhere hovering, maybe a few games under that. Um, I think would be a, a, a pretty solid season for Nebraska. I, I think, I think it's just got to show upward trajectory. Yeah, I think last year they just made it into that those you know those play in slots. I think they would need to be either towards the top of that or out. Yeah, get a buy where they get that 
that first night. Yeah. I think that would show trajectory forward. Yeah. I think if they still remain in there, uh, that's something that would be pretty iffy. You know, but I, I think that could be a great mark or benchmark to set when you're looking at the basketball program. You need to get out of that first that first game playoff. I mean, you're looking at five games to try to win a Big Ten. Yeah. You, if you get out of that, you've consistently throughout the tenure of your coaching uh, time at Nebraska been in that position. Yeah. You, you got to get out of that. And I think that would be a, a good move. Of, of showing trajectory towards the positive. I like that. I like, you know, sometimes we put a certain record out there. I like that kind of idea. Just look at where you're at within the conference, uh, kind of regardless of the record. That's who you're going to be fighting moving forward. Uh, Nebraska needs to get out of that cellar, and whether that cellar be number 16 or, or I guess in the Big Ten currently is number 14, um, number 13. I think they were actually 13th in like a last-minute uh, switch there at the end last season. But in any case, um, it's like – as a Nebraska basketball fan, and since the Big Ten's been around, it just feels like that's destined for Nebraska to be. And you get the, at least you get a little like time slot where it's uh, you know that's the the Big Ten. All the eyes are on you for that one night, but um, it should be nice to have a bye. So I think that's a pretty good uh, benchmark to set again for uh, Fred Hoiberg now in his uh, fourth season, seven and twenty-five the first season, seven and twenty the second season, and ten and twenty-two. And if you are talking about uh, taking a step up each year, two conference wins, three conference wins, four conference wins, and what will it be next year? Hopefully a little more than five, but. Uh, yeah, one step at a time, might not do. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if five. <laughs> I don't think that's that trajectory you're looking right. for. I mean, you would like to not. You, I think you would like to see at least four to five game jump. From yeah, that. yeah. But it certainly is, and it's been this case for the last couple of years. Every team for Hoiberg, um, somewhat feels like kind of throwing a roster together. Now there's a little bit of consistency, but there's so Some much continuity. There's still a lot of newness. Um, this is still a team that you'd probably expect to take a few games. I mean, they've got to find out who their guys are. Like you said, from one night to the next, it might be, um, you know, it might be a different guy, and maybe that plays out through the season. But usually, you kind of figure out, okay, if we need a bucket, where are we going, or, or you know, who who is that guy? And um, I I don't know. Is do you do you have a leader in that group, or is your you know? Because I would say your guess is as good as mine. I, I think I think it will begin to identify itself. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of. If you're if you're a card player like I am, if you like to play a game called spades, right? Sometimes in the game of spades, you get your card, you get dealt your hand, and on the first the first part of that of the game, the start of the game before you begin to accumulate points and books what they call, you do let the first hand play out. Meaning the books are going to be dictated depending on what hand you're dealt. I think that's what's going to happen with this Nebraska team. I think it's going to kind of identify itself. Alphas are going to start to emerge. Guys are going to start to solidify themselves. People on the team and coaching staff are going to identify certain individuals that they can trust. And the trust is going to be built by the way that you handle yourself in the game with what with what the team wants to get done and accomplish, how you handle the responsibilities of your scouting reports and 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 you know doing what you're supposed to do in the game structure, and those 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 then will begin to have individuals emerge that are uh, trusted in in a sense, right? So like when I played with the Mavericks, although I wasn't the best scorer, Michael Finley and you know those guys were, um, but I had ISO. 
situations. I had situations that were game time decisions because they knew I could shoot good free throws. And But you have to earn that trust from the coach. Yeah. You have to earn it whether that you're going to make the right play or you're going to make the right choice to either decide on what you're going to do and creating space to get the shot that can make a percentage feel good about making it, right? Not Not just throwing up some stuff and casting some stuff up there, but actually – Finding the right guy or basically taking the right shot. And those are those are the things that are built on trust from the coaching staff. Well, and, and one guy a lot of people are going to look for for the shot is going to be Casey Tamanaga again. Um, Played I, well this, this summer. Yeah, that, and that's what's intriguing. Yeah. He continues to play well outside of the college basketball realm. Struggled a little bit last season. Even fell out of the rotation by the end of last yeah. season. Uh, and, you know, with more of an emphasis on defense – He's kind of smaller. Maybe that's not his strength, but he is tenacious. I mean, it's not for a lack of effort that his defense doesn't work out. He's just kind of smaller. Um, do you think that that's going to ultimately, uh, you know, kind of stand up against him if they do kind of start to imply more of a defensive-minded team? Does that hurt certain guys? And Tamanaga has to come up first in my mind. So when you when you look at uh, Casey Tamanaga, you 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 look at his size, his stature, uh, his his ability, foot speed, and stuff like that. At the JUCO level, there's a lot of things that you have creativity to do, uh, a lot more freedom to do in a structured with more size, more speed, uh, more physicality. Mm. You're 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 kind of caught by it initially unless that's in you. Right. So when you're used to playing a certain way, you probably get away with a little bit more fouls or, you, you know, different things can happen at the junior college level. When you get to that, it's it's it's. It's catching up with the speed of it. Then you get in the weight room and you realize, Ugh, I got to get a little bit stronger. I, yeah. I, there's things I need to work on. Oh, I need to be able to get this jumper off a little bit quicker. Or I need better footwork in order to create more space. You know, there's, yeah. you're able to see that by watching the film and then you're observing how your season went. And so I think then going and playing in those situations, what that breeds is confidence. Because you're still playing at, you're playing at, the, at the European stage of level. You're playing against guys that also operate with physicality. Speed may not there's it's there, but it may not be to the to the tone of what the professional levels are. But it is a professional level with speed. So then you learn that you can slow your game down. You learn how to not allow people to speed you up. You you know how to control it through the physicality. Those are the things I think Kase learned and was able to gain confidence in by playing over the summer. Do you do you and just kind of as you were talking about watching game film? Did you have some teammates? I mean, did you see guys um, maybe get frustrated with some of their shortcomings as opposed to guys that maybe got excited to see something on film to see? Okay, that's why I'm struggling. Here's what I I need to work on that. I'm obviously not there yet. Um, but was there kind of different mentalities in in the uh, in the film room from guys? Because I mean, there's. Like Zaza Pachulia can watch as much film as he wants. He's never going to be LeBron James, but still, I mean, you can be excited to say, "Okay, this is what's holding me up." Um, is there more frustration with that, or more excitement that you've identified it and you can work on it? I, I think if your mentality is your your mentality as a player should always be about what additions can I add to my repertoire, what can I add to my game to make it more efficient, to make it better. Because everybody scouts you. Mm. You know what I mean? They yeah. they know with Kase Tamanaga, run him off the three. 
You know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean by run yeah. him off the three? That means the minute he catches it, those who are listening, the minute he catches the ball, I don't care what K-Say does, you do not let him be comfortable in just pulling it. You run him off, you make him put it on the ground, and make him make another decision, whether that's to pull up in the mid-range or to find somebody. That's what you do with k So in that, you've got to understand, what can I add to my repertoire, which is dropping better dimes, getting to that mid-range, getting a floater, just whatever it can that I can add to make that, that scouting, pro, uh, scouting report nullified as far as how they deal with me. It was crazy because in my scouting report, a lot of the time they were like, don't let him go left. Okay, I like that because I'm really a strong hand right, right driver. Cool. You know what I'm saying? But then they would figure that out, and then they would understand. I would understand I have to figure out a couple of counters to whatever they're going to try to do with that. That's, that's, th- those are the things that you have to do. You have to be cognizant of that. You have to be able to sit down. That's what film should be to you. Mm-hmm. You should sit down and watch what they're doing to you. You should be able to come in to practice or in the offseason. Usually it has to happen in the offseason, but you come into practice and you perfect those specific things. Don't try to do too much. Add a couple of things and then let that work for you for the season. Uh, off the text line, after the start of Heyman text line, you guys can all text in uh, throughout the show, 402-464-5685. Uh, somebody text in, look what I just got for 10 bucks on the marketplace, a 93-94 to 94 Husker basketball poster with Stricky. He found you on there. <laughs> That's a heck of a find. I don't know who's got that laying around in the basement. They should ask for more than 10 bucks for it, but... Uh, Ah, good deal, good deal. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with Stricky and myself, Bach, uh, here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. We'll be right back. Uh-huh.